was loaded and intentional walk to Barry Bonds. Two and two with the bases loaded and one out. Oh my God. Deep to right field. Way up there and way out of here. Second deck walk off home run. Grand slam. Hey, everybody. This is the Quick Hitter Podcast, episode three. You know what it is. We dive right into the content and we are talking more lineup talk. There's just been so much going on and I'm just going to share it here as well as the written stuff. And without any further ado, we're going to dive right in. We start off with the Philadelphia Phillies versus New York Yankees. The Phillies, a few a few key pieces getting the day off in Bryce Harper and McCutcheon. This cleared up spots for others to get reps. And also, Jay Bruce was actually out as well. Roman Quinn got the starting spot in center field and was actually leading off today. Adam Hazley was also starting, but batting seventh. And I'm wondering if they're just using this as time to kind of figure out which one they want to go with. And if Quinn can get everyday playing time, I'm going to harp on that. The speed is real. Pick him up for those steals. Scott Kingery getting a few bats at DH and batting sixth. Again, he's, it's just good to see him healthy. And he's going to be batting at the bottom half of the lineup. You have to understand that if you're still drafting and taking them. The Yankees haven't hit a single thing as far as like their lineup and their <laughs> intentions with it. This appears to be the lineup entering the 2020 season. I wish Cliff Frazier and Miguel Andujar would get more run, especially over guys like Brett Gardner, but that's not the case, obviously. Gio Urshela is bang ninth, and that's not ideal, but he's a late pick and a backup third base option. But it's such a deep position, it's hard to see him outside of anything other than a CI spot. Aaron Hicks appears to be locked into the five hole. I mean... It is what it is. That's just solid for him. And Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton both were in again today. It looks like health is on their side. You can call it a fake home run. It was after three outs, whatever you want to call it. But he hit another one today. And by he, I mean Aaron Judge. So obviously Judge is uh, ramping up and appears to be at least healthy for now. Washington Nationals versus Baltimore Orioles. The Nationals finally put Victor Robles in the lineup. And although it's great to see him back, we saw him batting ninth. That is not ideal. That is far from ideal. That's far from what we want to see. And that obviously hurts his stock because that's less at bats. I'm not sure if it's going to stop him from running. So the steals are still there, but where he went, where he's gone all off season, where he continues to go, he needs to drop a little bit. If that's going to be his place in the lineup, Estrubal Cabrera got another start over Carter Keyboom. They must've called an audible on giving this guy full-time run. And by this guy, I mean, obviously Carter Keyboom because they mentioned him getting the first shot at their base and all that. And they've shown the opposite so far in these two games. And, other than those two notable things, this lineup looks pretty legitimate for opening day as well. Another team that's not—I mean, these teams aren't going to hide what they—they're not going to hide their intentions. They're going to show their hands a bit because they don't have the time to kind of tinker. They got to just get their things in motion and get get rolling. And you have the Baltimore Orioles, and not a lot of their guys getting the day off. You had Austin Hayes not not leading off today because he wasn't playing. And I've had some questions about if I believe he's going to lead off every day. I do. I just think he's getting a uh, day off. DJ Stewart, DJ Stewart continues to get reps in left field. He actually was leading off today. They've He's come off injury, so I think they're just getting him healthy or trying to get him his reps in. But I think he's on the inside track for that everyday job. And, of course, Ronaldo Nunez just batting cleanup. Just pretty much a reminder to not ignore him in drafts if you need power. Pittsburgh Pirates versus Cleveland Indians. Okay, so I might be a little little jumping the gun, a little wrong on Kevin Newman because he was leading off today and Draw Dyson was batting ninth. I'm just happy to see it. I was a little nervous that that wasn't going to be the case, but putting Newman back at the leadoff spot and Draw Dyson in the nine hole, 
that does hurt Dyson's chances for stolen bases, but I'm pretty sure I watched him steal a base tonight anyway during that game. So although he's batting ninth, it shouldn't stop him from his attempts, just the amount of attempts he might get because of the amount of the bats and the amount he gets on base. Other than that, we saw more of the same from them with the whole Brian Reynolds, Adam Frazier, Josh Bell, 2-3-4 area. Colin Moran also seems pretty solidified in that five hole. So there's not really much to go on from there. And the Indians, again, same lineup. The only difference was Mercado was batting seventh, but that's with, with Domingo Santana and Roberto Perez were out of the lineup. So because of that, I think Mercado got, got bumped up. I see him hitting eighth or ninth at best. And then you have Tyler Naquin apparently sticking to the six hole and playing right field. I'm still not sure if he's in a platoon, but even so, he's on the strong side at the very least, which could prove to be valuable in, in your AL formats. Houston Astros versus Kansas City Royals. The Astros, there's never really much to take away. I mean, you have Brantley hitting cleanup, which I wonder when Jordan Alvarez comes back, where Jordan Alvarez slots, probably fourth or fifth as well. So Brantley's only going to, I think Brantley's solidified in a top five spot. The part I don't get is why do they hate, why do they hate Kyle Tucker? I don't get it. Who did Kyle Tucker piss off? Because, I mean, Dusty Baker has found a way not to start one of his young guys. He's probably been given permission. I don't know. Because with no Jordan Alvarez, it just makes sense to put Kyle Tucker in, right? No. They put Ledmus Diaz in DH tonight. It legitimately makes me want to pull my hair out. I do not understand it. But whatever. The Royals are good. The Royals. <laughs> the Astros are going to Astro. Dusty Baker is going to Dusty Baker. And the Royals are the next team we're talking about. And the first thing I noticed was, of course, the first thing I looked for Franchi Cordero was not in the lineup tonight. That was very upsetting to see, being that, you know, I'm the Cordero guy. But I can't say I'm surprised because they just acquired him, and it's going to take a few, you know, a little bit to get him up to up to speed on things. Whit Merrifield and Mondesi are definitely solidified in the one-two hole. There's no questions there. Hunter Dozier in the three spot is actually kind of nice to see. I wasn't sure where they'd bat him, but seeing him in the three hole, he should be, you know, in line for a lot of opportunities. There was a lot of growth in the profile last year that seems to suggest that a lot of this is legitimate. So I'd be buying in. And then, of course, you have Sal Perez, healthy, back, and batting fifth. And as far as catchers go, he's being overlooked, undervalued, and I think you need to draft him with confidence as your catcher one. Not catcher one overall, sorry. As a top five catcher, the top six probably. The Chicago Cubs versus Chicago White Sox. Chris Bryant was leading off and playing first base. That would be huge for his value, especially because first base is so shallow. You add a guy of Chris, Chris Bryant's caliber, and give him first base eligibility, especially if he can get it early on, because if he's going to play first base, it's probably going to be at the beginning of the season until Rizzo gets his back right. With that said, that would be a huge improvement for his value, and he would probably should be jumping up draft boards, or should have been, but now you've all gotten him at his fair value, and now he just gains a little more with first if he gets first base. That's a big if. It hasn't happened yet, but seeing it is encouraging. David Bodie was in at third base, batting second. This is what they did with Kipnis yesterday, essentially. Kipnis was DHing with batting second. They might be looking for a solid two-hole bat while Rizzo's out. Albert Almora is in Albert Almora is in over Ian Happ at center field. I doubt for Happ is growing a little more every day. Like I'm starting to get a little concerned about his everyday playing time. But overall, I'm not doubting his skills. So I'm still waiting and seeing. I'm not ready to over. I'm not ready to react and drop him necessarily yet. Just just watching. And speaking of Jason Kipnis, he's out. But Nico Horner is in again, playing starting second base and batting eighth. That was where we saw him uh, do uh, bat yesterday and play. I was concerned that Kipnis might play second and, and Horner might be the odd man out. Maybe Horner is actually going to play second base every day. And he could be a dark horse NL, uh, uh, rookie of the year guy. Not Cy Young. He doesn't pitch. Uh, Victor Carantini in again and catching today. I feel when he 
like again, it goes back to what I was saying yesterday. I think he's going to get a good amount of at bats between third base, between catcher, and between DH and first base. Even I think he can just do it all, and I think that's going to give him enough at bats to be a really good catcher two for your two catcher formats. He won't have much mixed league value, but two catcher leagues do exist. I play in them. I never thought I would actually play in them, but I do, and he has value. Chicago White Sox. I mentioned Eloy, and his. Big bomb, but other than that, again, y'all Mikado was healthy. He batted second. Great to see him out there. I think he is legit, and you need to draft him as if you know he's fine because he should be ready for opening day. Eloy did move from the two hole to the five hole with Mikado returning, but that's because now he's batting. Now he's batting behind two on base machines, so that should lead to constant you know RBI opportunities, which we saw tonight with Grandon and Edwin behind him. I believe they were. It was Edwin after him. I don't remember. I can't remember if it was Abreu. Oh, Grandall didn't play. So we might see Eloy drop the six because Grandall was actually out of the lineup. But regardless, um, Eloy batting fifth or sixth. I, I like it for his RBIs in this lineup. This lineup in particular is actually pretty solid. But we also have a Madrigal signing. Nick Madrigal was finally on the field, finally hitting in this uh, lineup. He was batting eighth or ninth, I believe. And when he, batting ninth isn't going to do much for your leagues. He's another guy that still a stolen base threat if the playing time is there. But batting ninth really hinders his potential. Then you had the Angels versus the Padres, and David Fletcher seems to be ahead of the, in the race for the second base job. I mean, he got the start over Lestella today. Lestella starting at first base and batting third was notable though. This is with Anthony Rendon and Shohei Otani out of the lineup. It appears that every game Otani is out, they could shift Pujols to DH and Lestella uh, could play first base. This could help lead Lestella to regular bats. I am curious where he bats when pieces aren't missing in the lineup, though. Jason Castro slotted into the five holes. Interesting. Could sustain hitting fifth or sixth in the lineup. That could boost his value as a catcher in fantasy leagues. And, of course, Justin Upton just down in the sixth spot. This could be affected, again, when Renone's back and with a tiny lineup. We could see Upton hitting as low as seventh, which really, you know, again, hurts that upside and that potential. And the Padres, there's no really, there's no real surprise in terms of Tatis leading off and Machado batting third, but we saw Grisham batting second. He flashed some solid OB, OBP skills, so we know he can get on base. We know he can get on base, and we just know that he has some power, some speed. So if he's batting second, there's just a lot of potential for solid production. Tommy Pham, talk about potential for production. Batting cleanup could really do some damage there for, in RBIs. It might hinder his stolen bases, but then when you see who's hitting behind him and Eric Hosmer and Will Myers – that might very well allow him to run more likely than not anyway. And then you have uh, Will Myers at DH batting sixth. I absolutely love this. He's made for first base or DH, and having him solely hitting could alleviate concerns for his health and allow him to focus on only hitting, which is fantastic. Um, Hedges got the nod over Mejia as far as catching goes. That's just frustrating because I think it's going to be more of a split than anything. And then Edward Olivares starting in batting ninth. Batting ninth limits his upside, but he's free in drafts, and he could be worth a flyer if he's available, especially if you need speed. The dude just runs, and he actually has a little pop in the bat, so it's not a complete zero there. Batting ninth, again, always hinders your potential, and you want play appearances, but the speed plays, and the speed is a real need. I would definitely grab him on the off the waiver wire in the back end of my drafts right now if I need speed. Coming up on the Giants versus the Athletics, the Giants just have like half the starters out. You had Alex Dickerson, Yastrzemski, Longoria, Belt, and Pence not playing tonight. Mauricio Dubon did play, though, getting some reps in center field batting sixth. I love this guy. I think there's a little pop, a little speed there. Solid little value. As far as Oakland Athletics go, Simeon's leading off as expected. And then when you look at the one through four in that lineup, it's just it's pretty typical. 
There's no real standouts. The only standout is, is where's Mark Hanna and Loriano going to bat? Mark Hanna's slated to bat fifth. Loriano could bat fifth or sixth. Loriano wasn't even in the lineup today, so I don't know what's going on there. I got to take a look. And Tony Kemp got the first run at second base today. He might be in the lead with uh, fighting off Barreto for that second base spot. Worth monitoring if you're in deeper formats needing it. And last but not least, you had the Diamondbacks going up against the Dodgers. And again, Cole Calhoun led off again. Um, this looks like, again, this is a trend. This might be the case. And if he's leading off with the Marte Parte behind him, yes, I had to say it. With the Marte Parte behind him, that should lead to a lot of a lot of runs and a lot of lineup protection, which should lead to some success. And then you have Vote giving Kelly a day off, but that shows, again, goes back to the Carantini idea that he's going to get a lot of these DH at-bats, a lot of these, these you know, the secondary catcher at-bats, just a solid just a solid secondary uh, source for a, a catcher, too. And, of course, just like the Astros, why do the Diamondbacks hate Kevin Crone? Second straight day with no Kevin Crone in the lineup. Jake Lamb manned first base, batting seventh again. And last but not least, the Dodgers. And it appears the first two lineups haven't fluctuated much at all. The same top seven in the order were in the same top seven. Peterson was still batting seventh. And, again, probably still in a platoon. Maybe they give him a chance against lefties this year, but I doubt it because it's the Dodgers. But still in platoon, still batting seventh. And that still limits his potential because if he's in a platoon batting that far, that far down the lineup, his at-bats are even that far, even that much more limited. Will Smith actually got the start today at catcher. So, again, I'm wondering if it's more of a split or just was yesterday just a routine day off. It happened to be Austin Barnes. Or does Austin Barnes catch who was, uh, what was it, for who was pitching yesterday? Maybe that's just the case. Quickly, uh, I've noticed Pollock was actually playing in back-to-back games, which is encouraging, and he actually played the field today. So I guess the, obviously health is not a concern, and playing time shouldn't be either. I would definitely draft him with confidence at a potential value because if he could DH, he's less likely to get injured. And then, of course, last but certainly not least, is Gavin Lux hasn't started in either of the first two games the Dodgers have played. This is a big red flag. Not going to overly panic right now, but I'm definitely concerned. And got to just wait and see what they decide to do. With that said, guys, appreciate you listening as always. This one ran about 15 minutes as well, a little more probably. But I'm doing my best. I'm a talker. It is what it is. Appreciate you listening as always, guys. Five-star rating review on your way out. Quick hitter episode four, probably going to be coming up shortly as well. Stay tuned. Until then, we'll talk to you soon.